0: Welcome to Before Breakfast, a production of iHeartRadio. Good morning, this is Laura. Welcome to the Before Breakfast podcast. Today's tip is about how to think about time and structure it when you find you have more of it than in the past or more than you necessarily know what to do with. Now, I recognize that this might seem like a strange problem to have or to talk about in a time management podcast. I get a lot of letters from people juggling a job and a side hustle and a family, including kids and aging relatives. The idea of having too much time might feel like a joke to these people. But it isn't, and it's a challenge that can face lots of people and maybe close to everyone at some point in our lives. Maybe you're a full-time parent who looks up after years of busyness to realize that all your kids are in school and are reasonably self-sufficient. Maybe you're newly retired. And trying to figure out how to structure life without a job that had previously been all consuming. People who lose jobs suddenly tend to focus their time on finding new ones. But maybe you're consciously taking six to 12 months off between jobs after moving for a spouse's job, for instance, or after experiencing burnout. Or maybe you are working, but you've noticed that with 168 hours in a week, working 40 hours and sleeping eight hours a night, so 56 per week, leaves 72 hours for other things. That can be a lot if you don't have big personal commitments. This last challenge was one that an Australian listener wrote in to tell me about. She noted that I work full-time, but outside of that and the usual exercise routines and the business of living, I have a lot of time, and I feel guilty for not using it better. My friends with children are constantly busy and are envious of the long stretches of time I have available, but I feel sort of paralyzed and overwhelmed by having too much time. Instead of using it to write or be creative like I want to, I fall into watching too much Netflix or reading about things that don't really matter to me on the internet. I even dread weekends sometimes because they're long stretches of time with no structure to them. The listener wanted to know what I would recommend she do. Well, the first thing I'd recommend to anyone feeling paralyzed as they look at long stretches of time is to make a list of 100 dreams. This is an exercise we discussed back in episode 18. It is a completely unedited list of anything you might want to spend more time doing. The reason to go all the way to 100 is that it forces you to think hard and to keep coming back to the list several times over a week or more. The first items tend to be those big bucket list items like going to Tahiti. But by the last third, you're really digging. You start thinking about that park that's an hour away or you'd like to go for a sunset walk someday. Or maybe you'd like to learn to make your own yogurt or join an orchestra or read all the books of Wendell Berry or in a completely different direction, David Foster Wallace. You're not holding yourself to any items on this list. So feel free to list whatever you want. The point is just to get yourself thinking of all the things you could do with your time that might be meaningful or enjoyable. Then when you have this really long list, you can start choosing a few items to try. The key to avoiding the sense of paralysis is to pace yourself through it. Your rate of pulling items off your list of 100 dreams depends on the situation. If you know you have exactly six months off between jobs, you're going to pull stuff off at a faster rate than if you're newly retired and have years in front of you. Someone like our listener who's working full-time will probably approach this project at a slightly slower pace. My recommendation would be to choose one item a month. That doesn't sound like much if the item is just a one-off experience, such as visiting a museum that's 45 minutes away. But some items, such as taking a pottery class, might involve a weekly commitment of two to three hours for 12 weeks or so. This is why you don't want to take on too many new things at once, even if you are facing wide open swaths of time. Then, while you're trying things, really pay attention to how you feel. See what energizes you. See what you find yourself anticipating. When you find yourself truly drawn to something, you can start incorporating it into your life in a bigger way. One pottery class turns into taking others. And that turns into joining a local artist group that meets weekly. And that turns into volunteering once a month teaching pottery at an after-school program. Pretty soon, your life has plenty of stuff that's more interesting than Netflix. Of course, being a wise steward of time isn't just about filling it with fascinating, meaningful things. When you do have wide-open swaths of time, it can be easy to fill it with stuff that doesn't matter to you. People with large external demands on their time naturally become more efficient or at least lower their standards, with stuff like housework and errands. Our listener mentioned almost dreading weekends because of the wide-open space. When that's the case, you can wind up meandering from store to store just to fill time. So as much as possible, I recommend compressing the have-to-dos to to a limited window of time. My advice to someone who is taking six months off between jobs to help her family move was to do all the tasks, such as getting new license plates, all on one day of the week. Maybe this all happens on, let's call it, must-do Mondays. Then you can enjoy your other open time guilt-free. There's a time for getting the new bookshelves delivered, and now is not that time. If you've dealt with wide-open patches of time, how have you approached them? How have you avoided a sense of being overwhelmed or paralyzed? As always, you can email me at beforebreakfastpodcast at iheartmedia.com. In the meantime, this is Laura. Thanks for listening, and here's to making the most of our time. Hey, everybody. I'd love to hear from you.